0: Greetings and welcome, if you're listening and the spirit moves you, please follow. And if you're watching, subscribe. With either, please like and comment, as I'm your grateful host, Dan Riley. In a previous podcast, I talked about speech mechanics, all those delivery mechanisms a speaker uses to land their words with maximum impact. Today, I'm going to switch and talk about the words themselves, what I call speech content. This includes rhetorical devices, sensory-rich language, quotation, types of nouns and verbs, and the most important part of speech content, storytelling. That's our subject today. As I said last week, storytelling is much more inclusive practice than the once upon a time stuff. And let's make this distinction right up front. Storytelling for speakers is a whole different kettle of fish than it is for writers. Speakers don't need an eight-point arc. They don't need to create a hero's journey writers only have words to work with speakers have their entire body along with props slides and all kinds of visual aids at their disposal first i'll talk about storytelling in general as a component of speechmaking. then i'll talk more specifically about how we can use stories in a business environment okay as it relates to speakers what is a story I like Annette Simon's definition, a story is a reimagined experience narrated with enough detail and feeling to cause the listener's imagination to experience it as real. Whether it started with Sanskrit 7,000 years ago or the Sumerians 5,000 years ago, we humans have been telling stories to one another since the inception of oral language. We think in stories. We remember in stories and we convert all of our experiences into, guess what? Stories. Neuroscience, evolutionary biology, and other disciplines have fully accounted for how this came to be. So for our purposes here, we'll just acknowledge that's the way it is. Okay, how how do I do this? How do I begin telling stories? Start by paying attention to yourself. We tell stories all the time. Think of two sisters talking. One asks the other, Do you remember mom's recipe for beef stroganoff? Sure I do. Then she goes on to give the recipe. That is a story. Paying attention to oneself is an important first step because while we all tell stories, we also have a preferred method or methods on how we tell these stories. For speech-making purposes, we can look to how sentence Construction is taught for a framework to better conceptualize the creation of a story. A writer's finished product is essentially a collection of completed sentences, and virtually all sentences fit into a few basic patterns called syntactic slots. Slot one is the subject, slot two, the predicate or verb, slot three, subject complement or direct or indirect objects, slot four, object complement or adverbial phrase. Once a writer has mastered the concept, like a a musician practicing scales and intervals, they have at their command all kinds of creative options with these slots. Likewise for story creation, there are a few basic patterns which all fit into the overarching pattern of beginning, middle, end. The first pattern, incident action benefit. Number two, point mini story application. Three, fact mini story result. Four, mini-story reveal resolution. Number five, trigger transformation lesson. And the last one, example application benefit. These are the basic rhythms and cadence of, of oral storytelling. Sure, they can be subtracted from or added onto, but they serve as our nucleus as storytellers. A long time ago, there was a master archer who began to search the land for an archer of even greater talent, ...so that he might study, learn, and improve his craft. After many months of walking through the forest, meadows, and towns... ...he came upon a tree with an arrow in the exact middle of a painted target on the tree. He became curious as he walked on and saw another tree with a perfectly centered bullseye. Soon, he saw more and more trees that displayed straight arrows perfectly centered within round targets... Perfect bullseyes peppered the forest. Suddenly, he entered a clearing and looked up and saw a barn with row after row after row of perfect bullseyes. He knew he had found his mentor. He began asking everyone he saw on the road, Who owns that barn that displays so many perfectly centered arrows? He was told where he could find the man who owned the barn. When he found the man, he saw that he was a simple man, slow of speech and seemingly awkward in his movements unperturbed he asked the man to share his secret how do you do it he asked the man explained anyone can do it after i shoot the arrow i take some paint and draw a target around the arrow this is my preferred method of telling a story or at least one of my preferred methods of telling a story. I like to land the story first, then make the connection on how it relates to my point. It is still the three-slot pattern of point-story application, but I like the order of story-point application. That sounds great, Riley. You might be able to tell some story about an archer in the forest on a podcast or at the Elks Lodge, but as a salesman for a beer distributorship, if I told that story at our weekly sales meeting, I'd get cut off right in the middle of it and instead be asked, how many goddamn cases did I sell last week? And the week after that, my new territory would have no liquor stores or supermarkets in it. Unless, of course, you happen to sell a whole lot more cases that week. Storytelling will help you sell more cases. As dry and uninspiring as business environments can be these days, last I checked, they are still run by people and people will always be more influenced and persuaded by emotions more than intellect. Facts and bullet points appeal to the intellect. Stories, however, connect at an emotional level. A key point worth remembering is this. When it comes to influence and persuasion, emotion always trumps intellect. The notion you're professional by keeping things tidy, logical, and rational And you're unprofessional, corny, or look stupid if you tell stories is a misnomer. Here's a great success secret. Learn to wrap your facts in stories that trigger enough emotion to compel action. Be that action on your part, action on your employer's part, actor on your employee's part, or action on the audience's part. Let's say in a current job, someone is working for a company where the speech culture is such that it really doesn't lend itself to a whole lot of storytelling how would one get started? My answer, with speech mechanics. I explained the concept in a previous podcast, which I'll link in the description below. Once we eliminate speech defluencies from our everyday speech, develop the habit of making eye contact, and begin using variety in the pace, tone, volume, and pitch of our voice, people will begin to notice. Wow. Wow sarah has developed into quite the speaker now as a speaker she is taken more seriously commands more respect and consequently has more leeway she can begin to introduce stories into her routine business communications and the best three slot starting template for her is fact story result after she's formed the habit of telling stories like a, like a balloon expanding out with air, Sarah can start pushing farther out using more complex templates of storytelling such as reason, reveal, resolution, or trigger, transformation, life lesson. Okay, where can we get our stories? Have you ever made up your mind that you were going to buy a new car and you narrowed your choice down to two or three models in one of two colors? What happened? You saw those models of cars in those two colors everywhere. Set the intention that you are going to notice stories and trust me, you'll find them everywhere. The TV, movies, conversations, eavesdropping, even billboards. And you are not looking just for the epic, towering, earth-shattering, life-changing stories. Notice and collect the everyday stories, the one or two sentence stories. Those are the ones that are most effective in a business environment. I heard a grandfather tell his grandson that a man who beats his horse will soon be walking. Two roads diverged into the woods, and I took the one less traveled, and it's made all the difference. After his team had been waiting in the locker room for almost 15 minutes, Newt Rockney stuck his head in and said, Excuse me, ladies, I thought this was the locker room of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Just one other thing you may want to consider as it relates to storytelling. As much as I love some of the Jim Rohn's and Ogmandino's Bible stories, I could never tell them effectively. I'm not religious. Tell only stories that are congruent with the authentic you. Could Donald Trump tell a credible story of altruism or how much he feels the pain and plight of the poor? Of course not. No more than Marianne Williamson could give a credible speech on how important it is to have Bitcoin in your investment portfolio. Speakers are only credible when what they say is in sync with who they are. I go much deeper into storytelling with my new online class. Look for more information on that class in the description below. But for now, that's all there is. If you're listening, please follow. If you're watching, subscribe. With either, please like and comment. This is Dan Riley taking you on it. Odyssey into Oratory. Until next time, throw off those bull Sail away from the sea, Catch the train. We're out there.